sit still and listen. Welcome back. Hello. I'm your host, Beth Cornell, and I'm here with... Sarah Cornell. How you doing there? Who's my daughter and co-host of this fabulous podcast. Mm. Oh, and by the way, while you're tuned in, um, I wanted to let you know that we have a phone number now, 602-888-4907. It's by no means a live phone connection, but you can leave comments that you have or suggestions. We're always looking for people to uh, come up with interesting topics that we might have two generational different perspectives on. <laughs> it could be anything, really. It really, really could yeah. be. I mean, so, um, I don't so like dates. Even if you just want to stop and say hi, uh, we do reply to these things. Yeah. Uh, so, absolutely. You can come. also, I believe, send a text message. This is through Google Voice. Come drop us a line. 602 888 4907. And without further ado, this topic is my topic this week, and it's nationalism versus globalism. Dun, dun, dun. It's a bit of a heavy topic in my opinion. But it is, but we do a heavy topic about once a month. I feel we like. We did climate change. Well, this we really didn't do a heavy topic. It was February. In February. It was the month of love. Sure, like, sure. How, how could we have right. done that? So. Yeah, March <laughs> March is uh, going to be coming in like a lion, I guess, or coming out like a lion, depending like on when we publish this. <laughs> You're going to hear me roll. So, to just uh, go into how we define nationalism and globalism, mm. uh, I'll define nationalism. It's rip. <laughs> yeah. And I'll let Sarah define globalism. Nationalism is... Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, how unprofessional. Hey, that might be somebody calling us. It's not. It's Reggie telling you she wants french fries. It's really not. Either of those things. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Sorry about that break. A little break in reality there. And you tell me to mute my phone. Nationalism Mm -hmm. is... Where a person or a nation concerns itself with only itself and its own interests to the exclusion of possibly every other country on the whole globe. And this is good you're, and bad. You're leaving out a key word there. What is that? White. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> That's well. When you say that, when you say nationalism, the I feel like the immediate response from people is like you're forgetting a word. It's white nationalism. Well, that might in be, this day and age. That might be relevant in this country in this day and age. But I'm t- I'm talking about in general. Yeah, you're talking. We're about talking about generalities. Very broad. And we're not the only current nationalistic country on the face of this earth. Nope. And and definitely we don't have a segment of the population that is, you know, we don't have the corner of the market on that. There are other countries with large segments of their population that are very nationalistic. When I lived in Germany, they are very nationalistic. However, not to the exclusion of every other country. But they have a lot of pride in their German craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And being German, it means something. It's yeah. very very much an identity. Like being Italian, same thing. Yeah, or, you know, um, being American, it, it has gotten, uh, it's gone through different incarnations of what that means, just in my lifetime. 
And I think we're moving away from the melting pot and a lot of, uh, as Sarah says, white people. Mm. I'm white, so and she, so is she. Um, but I think a lot of people have trouble um, with the fact that people aren't assimilating. People aren't melting into the pot and we're becoming more multicultural and we're uh, having more people express their culture here. We live in Arizona, so we especially have that happen here. It's such background noise for me, though, because I kind of grew up here. So, like, yeah, I, which gives you a whole different perspective. Than, yeah, and I grew up in a very white suburban neighborhood. Suburban. I grew up yeah. in a Mexican ghetto. <laughs> I grew up in a Mexican ghetto, and I, <laughs> I was known as the white girl. Because I was the only white girl at the school. There was one other. There was one other white person, and he was a boy. I'm pretty sure his name was Cody. Yeah, and there was quite a bit of <laughs> bullying from my, what I remember. Yes, but yeah. the friends that I had there were amazing. They were. They were super tight, and, and they backed me up on everything. They and, were like, "We'll and, beat them up," and I'm like, "No, nah, it's unnecessary." And we live far away from the school that she went to, mm-hmm. and. They would drive miles, her friends and her friends' parents would drive miles to come to her birthday party. Very, very sweet people. Those were kind of like the ride and die friends. They really were. It was fantastic. As well as I made friends um, in that area who were also Hispanic, Mexican. And I still have several of them today. And since I grew up... Lost track of a few, but I mean, we're talking uh, 18 years ago, 15 years ago. How old am I? 26? Yeah. Yeah, just about. I mean. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's just a slice of, of it. Um, in, in our state, a lot of things have shifted lately, um, with the wall and the immigration issues and whether they're (laughs) real or not, um, is a matter of opinion. I don't think there's a whole lot of factual data out there that's being validated by anybody facts you know don't you can have what did kellyanne conway call them alternative facts yeah (laughs) there's a lot of there's a lot of things putting their thumb on the scale too towards you know immigrants are bad or aliens calling them names and kind of demonizing Making them the process that they need to come through to get here, too. They're not human, basically, is is what they're getting at. And it's like you, 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 out of all of these people, should know that these are human. Separating children from parents, it's heinous, it's wrong. My stomach hurts. It's it's happened, (laughs) it makes my stomach hurt. And that is a very nationalistic thing to do Mm. because Mm. you, you view these people as your enemy. Or is taking away from you something? Invaders. That's yeah. what you're invaders. Doing basically, yeah. this is this is my land. Yeah, that's your land. I don't care if it's shitty. You and, stay over and there. And this is kind of where we're at right now. Um, I don't subscribe to nationalism at all. No, we don't. We don't. Um, I I am more of a. I don't know that I completely subscribe to what globalism is. I do. <laughs> Or is today, but I kind of see a future vision, which I'll talk about a little bit later. I'm going to let Sarah talk about globalism for a while because I've rattled on about that. <laughs> no, no, it's important. Yeah. It, it, it bears, it bears, it, it bears rattling on about. I feel globalism is very much. Uh, 
I, I prefer the term democratic globalism, which is, is slightly different from just base globalism. Uh, globalism b- means that you believe in like a, a one world government with no borders or anything like that. And, and in a perfect world, sure. But we live in anything but that, especially right now. Um, democratic globalism is something that uh, basically means if you piss in the river, you're pissing in the river for everybody. You're messing it up for everyone. And, and you know, doing th- good things locally allows it to be a global impact as well. Uh, so very much the thoughts of Greta Thunberg with her uh, awesome climate change just gung-ho-ness. I love that girl. She's amazing. <laughs> but I, I, uh, this is where we differ slightly, where... Like, I I kind of like the idea of not having borders. I don't think they're important. I think that it's kind of dumb. I mean, we all exist on this earth as the human race, you know? Like, we're all human, and I don't... I understand there's a need for there to be borders, but I don't understand why we need, like, the wall, for instance. <laughs> like, I feel like that's so, I really, so dumb. I really think that's such a misappropriation of funding Ugh. because it's going to stop absolutely nothing. Yeah, no. They, if you build a 30-foot-high fence, you're all you're doing is... You're selling 35-foot ladders. Exactly. That's all you're doing. Or a shovel. Yeah. Or a boat. Or a boat. How about yeah. that? Yeah, the, the idea of the wall is very symbolic, and it's very much just a symbol. It's a nationalistic symbol and a very expensive one. That money could be spent so much more efficiently inside the country. Yeah. Or even if you want to help those people who are mass migrating here yeah. from situations that our government helped cause. Yeah, maybe using that money to reunite kids with their families. Yeah, like, or, I mean... or to help their countries get going in a in a direction where the people don't have to leave yeah where there's less violent crimes against you know the people of of that country i mean 90 percent of the people who come here are fleeing they're you know yeah they're refugees in a sense but then again um i i realized that there's a lot of money to be made um in, in every way where when it comes to that sort of migration. Where there's suffering, there's money. Yeah. And unfortunately, in a nationalistic point of view, um, that the advantages will be taken. Yeah. And, it, and we're not... In, in America, not only is, is more increasingly becoming this nationalistic kind of society, which is unfortunate, it, we're also capitalists. Yeah. Which is... Another layer... Of just awful because cruelty. Yeah, it's yeah. like where there's suffering, there's money. Let's capitalize on it. Right. Like it's not yeah. something that is going to go away. So there's money to be made on housing these people, <sighs> and and the court systems having them run through that yeah. um, for a period of time. And yeah, there's all kinds of money to be made building that wall, construction contracts. I mean, if you really follow all the money, you'll find out who's profiting from it and why it's happening. And you will be very, very angry. Probably. (laughs) My guess would be yes. Um, In the meantime, our state uh, has fallen to absolute zilch when it comes to education and health care. We need what we need here. 
And it's not because we're being invaded. It's been that way for a long time, and it's mm-hmm. because our own government here in Arizona mismanages what they have. Yeah, they mismanage the, funds The schools constantly. get money, but they do not put the programs in place. They don't pay the teachers properly. Mm-hmm. The The money doesn't come down to the classroom. It stays at the district level. Don't ask me why. I've been in the system of education for quite some time now, and I don't understand it. I think it, the politics are at play as much in that system as they are at our national level. Yeah, it's it's definitely so. Bad. So how can we expect um, anything to really function when down at the microcosm, little school board level, we have such corruption? Yeah, it's not good, and I mean. The healthcare system here isn't fantastic either. I'm I'm in a situation where uh, I I rely on uh, state government funded healthcare because I can't afford healthcare. I'm on I'm on this thing called Access, and it's okay. I'm not going to say it's magnificent, but if I were to have something catastrophic happen to me, uh, I would definitely be in trouble. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, my my boyfriend has a special form of healthcare as well. He's native, and he is able to go to uh, a very I say special uh, hospital that he he doesn't pay anything to go to. But unfortunately, it's so poorly run, and and you're there all day. Sometimes even longer than that. I think the longest he waited was almost two days, thirty six hours. Uh, just just for care, he he hurt his shoulder um, dirt biking, and he was in the he was in the hospital for thirty six hours with no treatment whatsoever, in pain, and they didn't do anything. And you know what he did? He leaned up against the wall, and his shoulder was dislocated. Leaned up against the wall, cracked it in himself, and he went home, without any sort of care from this hospital. So, <laughs> yeah, the, like, it's, the native people in our state have it way worse than any. It's it's than any. Um, what do you want to call it? Illegal alien situation. They have it bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's bad all around. But to see... but the natives have no clean water. Nope. No no health care, and they're being poisoned literally. Mm-hmm. And they they and they've uh, been reeducated, so to speak. Um, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. They have also had children separated from families throughout the years. Yeah, my my brother in law and his four kids. Yeah, yeah, it's. So we so we have a lot to look at here in our state of Arizona. We do love our state, though. And it is very, very wonderful here. If you like Mexican food, i got to tell you, this is the best place to be. So good. Well, this mm. used to be Mexico. I know it did. Yeah, so did so. Texas, though. And sure, sure. <laughs> we lived there, too. <laughs> so as far as globalism goes, I think um, what Sarah talked about definitely... Is it is a you know the democratic uh, way of being global is to just share the whole globe and share the resources of the globe and not be one people but be separate nations that cooperate with each other. I like the idea of the UN. I really do. Uh, I like the fact that all the leaders of the world can convene in this one place. I think that that's a fantastic thing. Um, it's just unfortunate that our leader currently is an idiot. <laughs> True. Um, uh, and we have the G, well, seven now and the other yeah, one. The, yeah. Those summits and things help, 
you know, bring about. I feel like if we implemented more, I don't know what, but something into those into those summits and into those meetings at the UN, I feel like we could actually like get some things done globally speaking. Um, but I understand that some countries, ours included, especially ours included, there there are just things that won't change, that can't change, just because of the way their society is. You know, <laughs> nationalism. National, yeah, precisely. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's it's I and the reason. Well, historically, there's been more peace and there's been um, more wealth distributed, and countries evolving and and coming out of poverty with a globalist mindset. Yeah. You did some research, and uh, Clinton was actually named as one of the big globalists. So was Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, their their vision was different than how it turned out, though. Because I mm. think we had um, the Internet created something. Some connections sped up, that, let's say. Yeah. They created issues. And problems for oh, a yeah. lot of countries. Oh, yeah. And that caused um, social unrest even in some countries. China. Yeah. There you go. I mean, right. you're not even allowed to access Facebook over there or Instagram or anything like that without yeah. a VPN. Um, and, like, it's it's definitely that, that served as, like, a conduit into, like, this globalism... A mindset because you could you can be here in America and talk to somebody all the way over in Japan. You can teach somebody in Japan. Yeah, you could teach Japanese. somebody in Japan. You can yep. learn Japanese from somebody in Japan. Yep. You can teach them English. I mean, mm-hmm. these things are happening, and we, we like certain things about that as capitalists. You know, you can make money off of it. Exactly, but we don't like um, we don't like when. We feel that our resources are, aren't being respected or... Yeah, or like used properly. Right. It's like, I have all of this clean drinking water. I'm going to use it for enemas and nothing else. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't think... I haven't think heard that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that's a good use of drinking water for you to just shove it up your ass. Like, <laughs> I feel like you should be giving that dr- clean drinking water to literally anybody who needs clean drinking water <laughs> and not try and make a profit off of it well an example looking at you flint michigan example we can <laughs> we can use is um the garbage situation the recycling situation mm. uh china does not for whatever reason take our recycling and won't buy it off of us they were buying our garbage well that was before... Yeah, before I, nationalism Yeah, took that away. Yep. So now we're paying almost $10 more a month without recycling for whatever reasons I don't know. We're And there's no <laughs> hope in sight that we're going to get recycling back. Yeah. Because I whatever they were using it for, we can't apparently do that here. And, That's um, so weird. Like, what were they using it for? I'm not sure, but... Uh, Maybe they were just recycling it, which is fine, and they were just using it to make like toys or something. But like, I don't think it was that benign, Sarah. <laughs> probably not. That's my very, very naive and, and innocent way of looking at it. But like, it's probably something very much darker. But 
the the point is is that we are having this problem here where well, we have all of this recycling and it's not going anywhere, <laughs> you know. And like, where the hell are they putting all of the recycling? That like, is it just our county or is it other counties here as well? Or is it like the entirety of the U.S. and we're screwed forever? I think it's happening in pockets all over the U.S. Okay, because yeah. I, I know think because I think some municipalities will pay the price to have it still but, yeah because ours wouldn't our city decided not to. yeah our city decided not to but i can go over to a friend's house and they have recycling yeah some so it's so, not all no but it's a it's a good they chunk live of like them. 20 minutes from here <laughs> take your recycling but, there okay. <laughs> yeah it, it's disturbing what's happening right now so um, there's no super answer and end result for this conversation, but we do have some things for you to con- continue to think about these things. Please consider the following. Yeah, so we have uh, Greta Thunberg's uh, Twitter handle yeah, here. At Greta Thunberg. Yeah, you should follow her if you're she, on Twitter. She is a fantastic source of, of just uh-huh. hope. Like, I, I look at her and I think, you know, if she exists... Maybe the human race isn't totally screwed. <laughs> That's the way I like to look at it because she's she's very intelligent. She she she's she, very witty as well. Uh, if you know her, um, kind of a strange sense of humor, but yeah. Oh, but it, it's delightful though. <laughs> I truly do enjoy it. <laughs> and then um, also uh, Donald Trump. Uh, you should follow him because I think it, it's important to look at both sides of everything and. He's, of course, his Twitter handle is famous, but I'll put it down in the um, the links at the bottom anyway. And there's an article, too, about where he talks about what it means when he says nationalism, because he actually came out and said he was a nationalist. Yeah, more and, than once. <laughs> and, and caused quite a stir because of the thing Sarah mentioned about white nationalism, which mm. is not good. That means something completely different. It's very, very bad. Than what we were talking about today. Um, yeah. Uh, is this is this the time that I come clean? Uh, I'm actually... I, I tried following Donald Trump, and I am blocked from the President of the United States on Twitter. Wow. So... Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Hooray! <laughs> I don't follow him, but I check him out once in a while. I, I literally I, can't. I don't follow many people on Twitter. A lot of my Twitter people. In fact, I'll put my Twitter handle down there, too. A lot of my Twitter people are people that I met through art, mm. education, or technology in some way. Yeah. Mine is mostly art. Professional art-based. people and not so many famous or weird or crazy which I believe our president falls under that title. Well, I mean, weird and crazy. I mean, like, everybody's yeah. some degree of that, but definitely not on, like... His, on that scale. Yeah, his spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to follow people who tweet just important things, too. I'm I, all about art. I don't like people that tweet 20 times in a row about the same thing. I would be <laughs> like, no, I can't handle that. <laughs> Um, so I, I wanted to give out the link to Andrew Yang's website, even though he has dropped out as a candidate for president. He currently accepted um, a role on CNN as a political correspondent of some sort. He did. And I think the things that he believes in, a lot of people believe in. A lot of people in the Yang gang are not giving this up. Can and, I tell my joke? And he is not giving it up. It- Hold on. 
So so I put his link there, and and if you haven't checked him out, uh, go ahead and do it. And he's definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Definitely, just because... well, his ideas are going to be used by other people, mm-hmm. and he's okay with that. He doesn't have to be the person that gets these ideas, so long as they get out there. That's the... right. And you know, I've had I've given out ideas. In fact, I gave out an, a really great idea this week. I can't even remember what it is because I have ideas constantly. <laughs> I pass them out like candy. I have a million ideas and I no d- way to execute any well, of them. Well, I do not have time <laughs> to execute all of them. I do try, and I have tried in the past, and I've driven myself crazy. But as Sarah knows, she grew up with me. The ideas never stop. Yeah, no, and, they don't. And some of them have come through other people. And sometimes you wish they would. You wish, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. But you always learn something when you follow an idea. Yeah. And um, his idea of humanity first is very, it's, it's, it's national and global. It's the best of both. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. I think his vision is my vision and has been for a long time. Especially when I see the way we're going with AI and where the future is. Skynet. Yeah, a little bit of Skynet Here there. we come. And then our final link that we're sharing is the Venus Project, a nonprofit organization that presents a new socioeconomical model utilizing science and technology towards social betterment and achievement of a sustainable civilization of abundance for all without exception. It's a fantastic. It's a huge vision. It's a fantastic It's one that um, the man who founded it um, took to his grave and passed along to the people who are now promoting it. And he has a small mock-up of his vision in Florida. Of course, it's in Florida. But um, it, it's even, it, it's a resource-based yeah. idea. And it's a, a way to live where resources aren't hoarded or traded in a way that's inefficient like we have now that's what we have now it's not that we don't have enough it's that we don't know how to share yeah and um and as a as a sing as a as a only child that was a lesson that i had to learn uh, as an adult as an adult so yeah <laughs> i think you're still learning it oh absolutely it's super hard when you don't have siblings yeah it's really difficult actually because yeah. i'm so used to just having it well, having things? What do you mean yeah. I have to share? I've or, never had to do that before. What the hell? Yeah. You're a little selfish. A little bit. <laughs> and I'm spoiled too, which definitely doesn't fucking help. <laughs> this is true. I, I've gone horribly wrong with this one somewhere it's, along the line. I came out okay. Come on now. Yeah. I do my own laundry sometimes. <laughs> better than me. I live... <laughs> Can I tell my joke? Can I tell my sure, joke? Sure, go okay. for it. Uh, I, I apologize to people who really like Andrew Yang, but uh, he's out of a job now, so you know what he could use? $1,000 a month. <laughs> he doesn't. He isn't out of a job. I know he's not, but... He's never going to be out of a job. No, This man not. is brilliant. Yeah, no, he's very, very yeah. smart. But but when he, when he initially you know, dropped out of the race, that was... Let's talk about... Okay, let's bring it local. Sure. I stopped by... This coffee shop, sure, that employs developmentally disabled oh, adults. Yes, I know exactly. Okay, what you're about. there is no other place that I know of 
or nor have I seen in any business establishment that I've been in, in, in surprise. Walmart occasionally. Maybe. As a greeter and nothing else. Right. Yeah. Um, but this place, they are fully running this place. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And Andrew Yang, he's about that. Yeah. So why can't we do that? Why do we have to shun people and put people to the margins? Why do we do that? I, I will never understand it's that. It's so that way while we we're fighting about our differences, they run off to the bank. <laughs> I'm serious. Maybe. <laughs> I'm serious. Go watch George Carlin again. Go learn his lessons again because I think you need to. <laughs> Maybe I do. I think you need to. Yeah. Everybody go. go. That's another thing. If you don't well, think his stuff is relevant. Well, it's true. It is. It's true that we're fighting over nothing, basically. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, we are. We're the scraps. But if you if if you're like Andrew Yang and you don't get distracted by all that and you just live your message, you have to live your message. There has to be action behind what you believe in, yeah. and that's where I think a lot of the current nationalism doesn't have any traction because it's not based in science or fact, and there's no action behind it. And the, the, the other thing too is that there's no compassion. Yeah. There's no love. There's nothing there. It's just like a void. It's awful and dark and terrible. It's just like this impending doom feeling. It's not something you you want to wrap yourself in. No, you want to wrap yourself <laughs> it's in. Not, when you think it through to the end, it's not a world you want to live in. No, I want to live in a world where everybody is is happy with one another and can solve their differences well, and problems. Everybody with... has a chance to contribute. Yeah. Something. And, yeah, and and you know, you're able to solve your problems by, you know, doing what we're doing we're sitting here talking and you know yeah we don't actually like each other no we don't i, fu- I hate you <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't say it with a straight face <laughs> oh i wonder what they think of us i wonder i'm i have to know like well you know. they can call our number let's yeah. give it one more time i'll, I'll say it this time okay shall there I? you go okay uh, our number is 602-888 Four nine zero seven. And on that note, I'm going to close with, I love you, Sarah. I hate you too. (laughs) Everybody have a good week. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning in again. again.